0: What's going on, everybody? It is the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast here for another dose of inspiration, information to help you go further, faster as a leader. You know what? I believe in the empowerment of leaders. Everything rises and falls on leadership. So when the leader is better, the organization is better. When the leader is better, the family is better. When the leader is better, the church is better. The Organization can only go as high as its leaders. So I'm excited to bring this leadership podcast to you need you to make sure that you share this leadership podcast when you share. And it helps us to reach more people in an exponential way. Leave a positive review if you're listening to this on iTunes or any other platform where you can leave a review. Leave a five-star positive review and let us know how the Leadership Podcast is blessing you. We do it to be a blessing, not just because we have nothing else to do. I want to know that it blesses you, whether you're watching the video version or you're listening to the audio version. Today is going to be an amazing and amazing podcast. Um, before I get into that, I want to make sure you know about the Harvest Leadership Network. It is available for leaders in any of the seven spheres of society, of arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, and church. If you're a leader in one of those areas, every leader needs a leader. We'd love for you to be a part the Harvest Leadership Network. All you have to do is text the word leadership to 877-552-4746. We have the toll-free number. It's a little longer than a lot, but it's the toll-free number so that even our international family can be part of our text group. Now, let's talk about it. Today's podcast is going to be something called the Davidic Leader. In other words, the David-like leader. It's going to be amazing. Get you some popcorn, get you some, something to take notes, whatever you need to do I'm ready to pour into you and build you up as the amazing history making, world changing leader that you are. It's time for the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. Shout out to Bishop Foreman for inviting me into your church today. He's a good man. That's who I am. The people's bishop. Listen, um, super excited again to bring you the Bishop Kevin Forman Leadership Podcast. If you haven't left us a positive review, make sure that you do that. If you haven't shared this, make sure that you share. When you share, again, you help us to reach people in an exponential way. I'm about to get into this amazing topic. But before I do that, if you are in the Atlanta georgia metro region i'm super excited because finally we are um launching and moving forward with the location there and we'd love for you to be a part of our launch team in atlanta if you're in atlanta you got family in atlanta i need you to tell Lottie Dottie, everybody spread the word let them know bishop form and harvest Church is expanding to atlanta and this is where they want to be why they're going to grow why they're going to get results Why? The leader in them is going to be unlocked. Why? The spiritual gifts in them are going to be unlocked. You know, the Bible makes this really powerful and potent principle. It says, Luke 17, 21, the kingdom isn't here or there, it's in you. Then God says to the apostolic gift, he says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Well, What is that? That's the keys to unlock people. Literally, my assignment is to unlock individuals, and so I do that through Harvest Church, Harvest Bible College, our leadership network, so many different ways that we have made available so that the key that I am can unlock individuals, and I'm super excited that you're part of that, so if you got people in Atlanta that need to be unlocked, they are going to want to be a part of this, I'm telling you, so listen, check this out for Atlanta, and then when I come back, we're going to get into today's leadership talk of the Davidic leader, watch this. Going on, everybody. I am Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and I'm so excited because we are getting ready to expand to the Atlanta Metro area. That's right. Atlanta is a city that's growing. It's a city of influence, and God has called us to place a harvest in atlanta we're doing it because of god's divine direction and we are looking for people just like you to be a part of our launch team no matter what your talent what your skill my creatives my those that love to serve i don't care if you've been out of church i don't care if you've never been in church you're not watching this video by accident you are not so text heart or text hcatl to eight seven seven five five two four seven four six. It's right there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, if you're watching the video version, it takes H C A T L to eight seven seven five five two four seven four six. And again, we'd love for you to be a part of that. All right, let's jump into this. The Davidic leader. So. Um, when we use the word Davidic, it literally is referring to the David-like leader, the David-like leader. And there's so many leadership principles that we can extract from the life of David. And I actually don't want to see take principles from when he's in the height of leadership as king of Judah first, king of all of Israel later. I don't want to take when he anything from when he's at the height of taking down some of the giants he took down at after Goliath. I actually want to Look at the leadership principles of David at the beginning of his journey. For those of you that do not know, David was the eighth son of a man named Jesse. He is a young man and uh, he's somewhere in the Bible. He's somewhere between uh, when we read about him, when we see him in 1 Samuel chapter 16, be anointed to be king of Israel um, and uh, anointed to be the next king of Israel. We literally see him. He's somewhere between ages 16 and 17. So he's a young man. Um, Some theologians have even argued he maybe was even a little younger than that. He's a young guy. And yet David is anointed to take a great powerful seat of leadership. And this is important because sometimes as a leader, you will not feel ready let me speak to you as a as a leader where you know the lower um, you may be anointed to do something before you were ever allowed to do something. I'll say that again. You may be anointed to do something. What does that mean? Anointed uh, anointing in scripture refers to anointing oil and anointing oil was literally made by the crushing of an olive. And when you crush that olive, what would literally happen is that anointing oil would be produced. Um, olives are inexpensive olive oil is very expensive any area you've been crushed and survived you've had pressure and survived it represents an area of your life you're anointed but then on a more pragmatic standpoint um, anytime anybody had to be a king they had to be anointed with oil Um, further the scripture says in isaiah that the anointing oil breaks the yokes. Yokes are wooden instruments that used to connect two animals together. So if you had two ox, you'd have a yoke that connected those together. So where one went, the other went. The purpose of the yoke was so that if one got tired, one could rely on the strength of the other. Now, yokes were typically used for oxen. And oxen were a specific designation of cattle, which means it, it, it was a legal definition of cattle. And everybody couldn't be called an ox. So scripture says that the anointing breaks yokes. In other words, the anointing will disconnect you from something that you don't need to be connected to. Right. So when we talk about anointing, there's levels to this thing. Um, but literally, David was anointed. The oil was poured on him to separate him for God's purpose. in first Samuel 16, but he wasn't allowed to take the throne and, until he's age 30. And even at age 30, he only takes Judah before he gets the rest of it. It would be years later before he took. The entire nation, All right? So that's number one. You may be anointed to do something. For you're allowed to do something. And do not think that the time between when you're anointed to do it and when you're allowed to do it is wasted time. That's preparation time. You have to get ready. And one of the things that David did to prepare is seen in 1 Samuel 17. And this is where I wanna look at some leadership principles we're gonna extract and I want you to use in your life. I want you to just make this declaration. I am a Davidic leader. Come on, I'm a Davidic leader. What does it mean? I have some of the traits and characteristics of David. Um, When you see this in 1 Samuel 17, there's a a giant called Goliath and Goliath is between 6.75 and 9.75 feet tall. He's a big guy. Goliath, the Bible says, is taunting Saul, who's the incumbent king. As well as some of the uh, some of the Israelite army, he's taunting them for forty days and forty nights. Now, here's my first question: Is why is Saul, the incumbent king, not doing something about it? It tells us a lot about the environment David stepped into. David was stepping into an environment where you had a leader that was afraid to lead. Listen, for some of you, your leadership is so needed and you may think it's not but there's a lot of people who have position but they're afraid to lead. they have power but they're afraid to lead. they even have a seat of authority but they are afraid to lead there's a difference between having the seat of leadership and actually being a leader those are two very different things and you must be a leader Saul refused to lead so then we see in first Samuel 17 that David is sent by his father and I want you to listen. I'm going to read you some verses. First Samuel 17, verse 12, it says that David was the son of a man named Jesse an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at that time. And he had eight sons. Now, David was the eighth son. David was a new beginning. And one of the things you have to be OK with as a leader is constant new beginnings. This one is interesting because while I like change, I also like things to remain the same. What do I mean by that? Um I love things to change. I'm always willing to evolve, but you know what I do like? I do sometimes like things giving me a level of comfort and comfort sometimes comes from a lack of change. You have to be okay as a leader um, for things to change. You have to be okay with constant new beginnings to be a Davidic leader. And really just be a good leader, period, right? You have to be okay with constant new beginnings let's go further um in first samuel 17 it says um that uh, verse 14 david was the youngest son david's three oldest brothers stayed with saul's army david went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in bethlehem for 40 days every morning and evening the philistine champion strutted in front of the israel army so Goliath. one day jesse said take a basket basket of roasted grain and 10 loaves of bread and carry them to your brothers give them 10 cuts of cheese to their captain See how your brothers are getting along. You bring back a report on how they do it. He says, go take a lunch and let me know how they do doing." David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. Now, it says they're fighting against the Philistines, but the truth is, is their champion, Goliath, they're not doing anything about him. So it's not that they're really fighting. They are pretending like they're fighting. Listen, is, is a leadership principle. Don't pretend like you're leading, actually lead, meaning... It's not enough to just look busy. It's not enough to just sound busy. It's not enough to pretend like you're leading. Actually, do the work of leading. This is important. So, what needed to be done? A leader makes it happen. A leader does that. A leader does what needs to be done. And we can see that Saul was doing that. Saul was letting this guy come back 40 days and 40 nights and taunting them. And David sees him and something happens. So, Verse 20. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and sent out early the next morning with the gifts. As Jesse had directed him, he arrived at the camp and just as the army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelite and Philistine's forces stood facing each other, army against army. David uh, left his things with the keeper of the supplies and hurried out to the ranks to meet and greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath came down and David heard the usual taunt um to the army of israel so they're not fighting they're just pretending to fight um and as soon as the israelite army saw him they began to run away in fright what what one of the things you have to do as a leader is you have to be a davidic leader you can't be fearful you have to be fearless you cannot let anything drive you to a place of fear Verse 25, this is what they say. Have you seen the giant? The man asks. He comes out to defy the army of Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters as a wife, and the man's entire family is going to be exempted from paying taxes. Now, they say this to David, and internally, um, they're afraid, clearly. They're like, Have you seen this giant? But you can get this reward, but we're not going to fight him. We get the reward. David looks at the same thing, but he sees something different. And as a leader, you can't see the same thing that your followers see. When you look at it, you have to see potential, not problems. When you look at it, you have to see opportunity, not obstacles. When you look at it, you have to see what it can be instead of what it is. The job of a leader is to see beyond those that they're leading. I'll say it again. The job of a leader is to see beyond those that they're leading, which means I can see what you can't see. The reason I can see what you can't see is because I'm a leader, right? You have to be able to see beyond. And for those of you um, who serve in support roles to a leader you have to think this way but also realize that whoever you're supporting that they also think this way i gotta see beyond what it currently is let's go david asked the soldiers nearby what will a man get for killing this philistine and in his defiance of israel who is this pagan philistine anyway and he's allowed to defy the armies of the living god so watch what david does david gets angry david is like why are we allowing this and one of the things great leaders do is they ask tough questions. Why am I allowing this? Why am I allowing this in my business? Why am I allowing this in my church? Why am I allowing this in my family? Why am I allowing this? Then, um, and the men gave David the same reply. They said, Yes, this is the reward. So David basically asked some guys there, you know, is it true that this is the reward? And they were like, Yes, this is the reward. Um, but David's oldest brother heard David talking to the men. And he says, What are you doing here anyway? Uh, what about those few sheep you're supposed to take care of? I know your pride and your deceit. You just want to see the battle. Now, there is no battle. Remember, the Bible just says they just ran away in fear. This is no battle. You're getting massacred here. This is no battle. And so, what David says in response to his brother, What have I done now? David replied, I was only asking a question. Then he walked over to some others. And I the same thing. I want you to pay attention to what David did. David ignored his brother's attempt to minimize him and to marginalize him. As a leader, part of your focus is not just what you look at. It's what you choose to ignore. You have to ask yourself this question. Do I need to pay attention to this? Do I need to feed this? Does this require my attention or does this require me to ignore it? And many times you'll find that you'll be a more productive leader when you learn the things you're supposed to ignore. So sometimes you even have to pray, God, because you're a spiritual leader, right? So you're spiritual and you're a leader. God, what do I need to ignore? Here we go. Here's the epic battle, the epic showdown. Verse 32, David walks up to Saul. Don't worry about this, Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight it. Saul says, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight the Philistine and possibly when You're only a boy. He's been a man of war since it's you. Here's what great leaders recognize. What you think is my disadvantage is my advantage. If you're going to be a Davidic leader, here's how you have to think. What looks like my disadvantage is my advantage. Let's say you're a pizza business. You may say, well, I'm not as big as some of the big guys, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, and Domino's i've only got one shot that's your advantage your advantage is that you can make mistakes and the mistakes you make won't be seen on a national platform the advantage is that you have the ability to refine your product and make sure that you have an amazing product before you have negative negativity about your product see what you think is your disadvantage is really your advantage um, you may think, I, I think about how we planted Harvest Church in a place uh, in Denver, Colorado, um, 46 out of 50 for lowest church attendance in the nation, 4% African-American. I tell you that statistic so you realize there's not a lot of ethnic and racial diversity in this area. And God told me if I could do it here, I could do it anywhere. And for years, I looked at this wrong. Can I be transparent with you? See, great leaders can look back and to look forward. Great leaders can look back to look forward. Some of you need to. Tweet that to me. You need to Insta story that to me. Great leaders can look back to look forward. Um, and if you're just tuning into this podcast, by the way, make sure that you leave us a five-star review and make sure that if you're watching the video, that you like the video, tell us where you're watching from and share. When you share, people's lives are impacted, all right? What you think is your disadvantage is your advantage. So for years, I thought it was a disadvantage to be in Denver and to start in Denver. Then I recognized it was a great advantage, why? God did and is doing miraculous things here in Denver. Number two, it taught me how to build without all of the things that many people think they need. Number three, it taught me valuable lessons that I was glad that i learned and didn't have to learn on a larger platform. What I thought was my disadvantage was really my advantage. I wanna challenge you today, leader. what do you think is your disadvantage? Because that's really your advantage. Look at how David responds. David responds I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, and when a lion or bear comes to attack and steal from the flock, uh, I go after it with a club. I rescue the lamb from its mouth. And if that animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw, um, and I'll do the same thing. I have done this to both lions and bears. And I'll do the same thing with this pagan Philistine who's defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear rescued me from this Philistine. So every Davidic leader, you ready? I just gave you the point. They look back to look forward. See, I can't look forward without first looking back to see what I've already accomplished. And if I've accomplished this, 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 and this, why am I worried about this? David says, I love lions. He's lying like, right back here. David says, I gotta lie on my finger. David says, I have already beaten some amazing things, things that would knock other people out. And if I did that, what is this? I can do this. Great leaders look back to look forward. Saul finally consents and says, Fine, you, you can go and do this. And I want you to give you this last couple of points here. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet with a coat of mail. David put it on, and he took a step or two. And he says, I, I can't go in these, I've not used them. I want you to listen to this. So he took them off again, keyword. Um, if you're familiar with this Bible story, you know that um, most times people say he took them off. But the Bible says he took them off again, which means David tried more than once to do it Saul's way, and it didn't work. What is the point? Is that you as a Davidic leader, you as a world-changing history-maker, game-changing leader you are, You're going to have to not try it the way everybody else thinks it should be done. Can I go further with that point? Um, you're not going to have to do it the way they did it in order to win. Can I go even further with that point? Um, you may think that's necessary for me to win, but I don't. David went in and fought a battle without any armor. Some of you keep saying, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And it's impacting. And impeding your leadership because you keep looking for what you don't need. So let me give you the principle. What you don't have is not needed to win. What you don't have is not needed to win. See, you're a leader, but you're spiritual. And spiritual people recognize that there's a there's a God working. There is God working. Let me be more specific. And he's working on their behalf. You are a Davidic leader. There's so much more to that story I could give you, but I wanted to give you those two points to encourage you in your leadership today. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're building, whatever business you're in, whatever you're trying to do, use these principles and, and learn from David. Before David got the throne, we see David as a leader. Him being a leader without the position is what made him a leader in the position. And being a leader without the throne is what gave him. The throne. Father, I pray for every Davidic leader watching me right now. I speak strength into them. I speak wisdom, power, grace, favor, uh, love. I speak strategy into them. And I pray that they would do the impossible, that they would literally see your hand move on their behalf. But this we say, thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody says, Amen. Hey, listen, guys. If this blesses you, be an absolute blessing. You should sow. How do you sow? You can use our website, harvestchurchchurch forward slash give. On the site, you have got PayPal, vidmo Zelle, givelify in Given. If you want to get through cryptocurrency, all of that's available right there on the website, or you can just use the key email. Hello. At harvestchurch.church Hello at harvestchurch.church If you want to use cash app You can use dollar sign Bishop Foreman F-O-R-E It may end with the number two I have to stretch the E Stress the E I was preaching somewhere And I saw on the on the program they, And they said uh, Bishop Foreman F-O-R-M-A-N F-O-R-E, That's why I stress the E All right But you should sow Can I tell you what you should sow David being the eighth son of Jesse you have a new style of leadership. I want to challenge as many of you as can um, to sow it to your leadership, whatever you're leading. And every leader should always sow higher than those that they are leading. So I'm going to challenge several of you. I want to challenge several of you. You ready to so, sow an $88 seed? And here's what you're going to call the seed my Davidic leader seed. I want to challenge you to sow that because I believe that this has blessed you, and so you should sow into it and be a blessing. Listen, love you guys. I pray that this has empowered you today. I pray that this has inspired you today. I pray that this has got you feel good about what you're leading, feeling good about your future because you should absolutely do that. Lastly, don't forget, connect with the Harvest Church Leadership Network. You can be a leader in any of the seven spheres of society, arts and entertainment, business, education, government, media, uh, church all of that and any of those seven spirits you can be connected and be a part of that all right guys love you pray that you have an amazing day until next time remember love god love people and love life shalom lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess Haha, in my dentist's office Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code iHeart. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code iHeart. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.